0: Ever wanted a musical giggle? A song that just makes you chuckle? Well, this is that song for me. And every time I heard it, I just, for some reason, it just makes me chuckle. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Okay, okay, just back away, Ultron. Just back away. But what's going on here? What are you What are you doing? What's going on? I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to take this time to explain my evil plan. Okay, care to elaborate at all? You want to protect the world, but you don't want it to change. How is humanity saved if it's not allowed to evolve? Everyone who's nuts about villains, that was for you. That was one of the best villains I've ever seen. James Spader as Ultron. Now. There are a lot of great villains in the world. Josh Brolin as Thanos. Uh, Jeremy Irons as Scar. A lot of great villains that just seemed like the role was them. But the role, but they were the role. They may were made out for the role. And they were made and made out and made for the role. It was perfect. And Josh Brolin as Thanos. And James Spader as Ultron. And jeremy Irons' scar was perfect but there's a lot of things that that the marvel universe is has been has created and a lot of things and, and i've had this discussion with several people for a long time and people um my producers one of their one of the I for, they one of them dressed up as kaylee dressed up as Correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say a bunny for Halloween, and her wife was Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, from Suicide Squad, the one that David Ayer directed. Not the, which is not to say that it's bad. The one that David Ayer directed, the first one with Will Smith, and the and uh, Jared Leto, uh, and the new one. I called the Suicide Squad, the new one. Eh, I it was okay. I didn't like it as much as I liked the original, but that's just me. Different people like different things different ways. That's just me. I preferred the original Suicide Squad, and to me, one of the most demonic, twisted, and I'll give a huge shout out to Jared Leto for this, one of the most demonic, twisted, uh, Joker's I've ever seen was Jared Leto. Live action. Jared Leto's Joker. Which is not to say that Jack Nicholson's wasn't great. It was. Uh, just Jared Leto's seemed to encompass and, and fill in the whole role of what the Joker was supposed to be. This twisted, demonic, psychotic character. And another, out of a huge surprise, Luke Skywalker and most people didn't know this, Luke Skywalker Mark Hamill also voiced the Joker, and that made that made me go, huh? that might make you go, huh? what? yeah, he did he, Mark Hamill voiced the Joker and that makes everyone go but that makes, that that stumps at everyone, so I wanted to, I wanted to touch on that touch touch on villains and one of the things that That grabs me the most about Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, I noticed, now I know that when I said the Joker, that's not, I know that's not Marvel. Um, Joker, Batman, that's DC. And, but one to me, what I've always repeatedly said, one of the greatest comic book villains I've ever seen, not just because Margot Robbie nailed her, is Harley. I've always loved Harley Quinn. Not just because of the the, the the way she was depicted she's been depicted in in comic books and graphic novels, but the way and I'm not gonna lie here, Margot Robbie's Hartley Quinn was hot. I mean of course. I mean that's I guess that that's what she was designed for. That's what she's supposed to be. But to me, I've always seen the Jokers been the Joker's one twisted little character, one twisted little guy. He's just nuts. He's just completely off the wall, fracking nuts. Harley was crazy. But Harley had an ulterior motive. Harley had things that were going on with her, were going on in her head, that you didn't see. That even from looking at her, from her coming out of the woods and being nuts, that she was, like, to, to everyone else, there were different layers to Harley. Different things that that was hard to see or that she didn't readily express that I would people have asked me and I've been asked like if you were faced if you faced if you were caught in a dark alley and you were who would you rather who would you, who would you rather have on the other side of that alley and this is a question to everyone who would you rather have on the other side of that alley the joker or harley me personally I would rather see the joker on the other side of that alley. Because at least I knew I could beat that 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 son of a gun to a bloody pulp. And I knew, I mean, he was just nuts. And I knew what was coming. He was fracking nuts. Harley, you can't control, you can't determine what she's going to do. You don't know what's going to come your way. And to further, I guess, back up my and where I'm kind of going with all this, is that... Harley Harley Quinn was Dr. Harleen Quinzel. So Harley was a therapist, a psychologist and a therapist. So Harley knows all the things and all the work from her from her life as Harleen. Harley knows all the roles that goes on in people's heads and all the nuttiness in all the psychology, she knows the psychology of of even the joker she knows his nuts how nuts he is, and she knows the psychology of that, and the fact that she, that he seduced her and that he tricked her means could mean that she was more than interested into what was wrong with him and what was going on with him, maybe not in the best way, but she was interested in what was going on with him and why he was so nuts now. Sure, in the graphic not not just in DC and Marvel, but in all graphic novels, the equivalent of being pushed into a vat of some kind of acid and that warping you, that's just an easy out. That's that's a way to to explain how a a good therapist like Harleen can turn into Harley and become totally nuts. The argument could easily be made that Harley was always in Harleen that Harley was always part of Harley and Quinzel. And she just needed a little push to get to get to get get there. Harley was always there. Always a, Harley was always a part of Harley's personality. Now, does that mean she was as nuts and as freaking loony as the Joker? Probably. But, as Birds of Prey pointed out, Harley doesn't need... And as everyone, as, as everyone, I'm the first to point out... Harley doesn't need the Joker to be a frickin' loony. She doesn't need to go... She doesn't need the Joker to be that. The Joker helped launch her and helped create her... But she doesn't need him. And I guess the whole thing with why she was clinging to him... Was that she credited... Sure, it's a, it's a twisted, maybe abusive relationship... But she credited him with, with setting her free... With creating her from what she became, setting her inner demons, the inner part of who she really wanted to be, setting that free, so I can kind of under- understand that attraction to being, to wanting to cling to that, because she might have thought that where would she, what could she be, without the person who created her? So I kind of, I kind of get, and I kind of understand that. Now, there's always. I'm also going to get... I also want to dig a little bit more deeper into Marvel and DC. Wondering where this all came from and dig into a little bit more of my characters and why this whole universe is really intriguing to me. My... I have always been... My preferences, my characters, have always been... Always been, like I said, Harley. She's always been my preference. Um, I've always preferred... The x-men over any other any of the other superheroes now some of the best portrayed characters i've ever seen um are harley a harley margot robbie's harley um ryan reynolds deadpool i'm just i'm sorry no or say what you want deadpool was funny and i think that's why they picked ryan reynolds to portray him and to portray him that way because ryan reynolds is funny he's a good actor, at least I've always seen him as a good actor so Deadpool is funny and in her own right I like I said, I think Harley's funny too and in, in all respects, she has even in her twisted, nutty dark side, she has redemption, she has a redeeming side, and I think we all get to see a little bit of that in Birds of Prey there's I think the theory, I guess, if I think about it, the theory behind Birds of Prey was that we wanted this, we want this anti-hero that everyone is lusting over and falling over and dreaming of to be, to have some sort of redemption, to have some, some sort of redeeming quality. And I guess because that was becoming so popular and everyone was going so nuts over Harley and they thought Harley's the character we want to go with. Well, who's synonymous, just like Ryan Reynolds is with Deadpool, who's synonymous with Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie. Well, we've got to get her to play Harley again, and we've got to get we've got to get her in. Now, this is just me, and with the fact that when they did the animated series, they got who I like to call Penny. Yeah, Kaylee Cuoco. Kaylee Cuoco is the voice of Harley Quinn in the animated series now cheers to kaylee for for her acting ability and doing what doing what she's done i don't think that kaylee was the correct was the correct choice for that role i don't think they would have gone back and gotten margot to voice her again but they could have at least tried if they didn't they could have at least tried if they did thank you for trying and i'm sorry it didn't work out darn it um But I just don't think that Kaylee was the right choice for Harley. They, they, kind of, they, and and I'm wondering if they've thought about, or if Margot just said, "No, we're not, we're not doing anymore." And the other the actors, all the other actors said, "No, we don't want to do anymore. We're not going to stop. We're going to stop." I think about uh, making more Suicide Squad or Suicide Squad related films or miniseries or whatever. Sorry, a yawn came on. So I had to go along with it. Um, yeah, I think... I, I just think that I wonder... I, I wonder how... How they would have gone had they gotten someone else to play... Had gotten someone else to play Harley. And from what I've seen... Again, what i said about Kaylee not being... Kaylee Cuoco not being the Harley I thought is that could be bad, I don't know I guess that all, that's not Kaylee's fault because that comes that's coming off of we wanted to make an animated series and we're coming off Margot playing her so well and so brilliantly that when they picture the modern day Harley or the new Harley they think of Margot so we've got to get someone who could at least step up to that and we can't get Margot so we've got to try and I guess the producers and the production theory was that we're, we're going to do our best, but we're not going to get someone that good. And, you know, at least they tried. And one of the cool things, one of the funny things is, is that if you see, look up on YouTube, look up bloopers for Suicide Squad and the Suicide Squad and well, and everything else. You get to see, it's really funny. They're really funny. You get to see some scenes where, where, Margo, where Margo comes out and she's in her harley get up in her harley outfit and margo comes out and you can hear her accent i believe she's australian uh, i apologize for getting that wrong but you hear you hear margo come out as opposed to harley the jersey girl you don't you don't you don't hear that you hear the the australian harley come out the australian harley the australian margo come out so it's intriguing it's interesting it's very very interesting now, this goes on, talking about graphic novels and continuing on the DC Universe, which I've ventured into a lot. There have been several Batmans. Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton originally. There have been several Ben Afflecks. George Clooney, which I, I know, I now that I said that, you're all going, <laughs> yeah, George Clooney, funny. Um, you know, bad choice. But, hey, you make a choice and you stick with it. Um, Val Kilmer, that wasn't as bad I know people are thinking that's pretty funny too, but that wasn't as bad as a lot of the decisions that you make, I would personally, this is just me i personally rather have gone with Val Kilmer than gone with Ben Affleck, I just don't like Ben Affleck as an actor Um, I would rather have gone with Val Kilmer than with Ben Affleck, but that's just me Um, I would have rather gone with uh, heck, I would have rather continue with Michael Keaton than with any other Batman. But that's just me. Michael Keaton is the... I mean, he started the role. He created the role. That's who Batman is. Michael Keaton. So, uh, and and Jack Nicholson was a great... Jack Nicholson was a great Joker. Jack Nicholson was, was a definitive... One of the definitive Jokers. But from what I've always understood the Joker to be... The, the, dementia, the dementia, the dimension to his mind, the dimensions to his mind, and the dementia, and the, just the psycho nuttiness he is. Jared Leto portrayed that. That's what I've always thought the Joker to be. Now, I'm not saying Jack Nicholson was bad. He certainly wasn't. Absolutely not. But I always thought the Joker was more like what Jared Leto ended up portraying him as. And that's, that's just what I've always respected and always thought. Now, I want to get into another idea that that I've thought about for some while. The producers and I have tossed around to and thought about. We've seen a lot of, of our favorite podcasts, some of the favorite podcasts and hosts that have inspired us beyond beyond anything. Like I mentioned, I've mentioned Matt and Kimbra a lot and thanked thanked them profusely and thanked Fantastic Cruising profusely, and their ideas of of the group cruises and getting people together for a meetup. I, my producers and I have tossed that around, and not many people have visited Seattle, my beloved second home, my beloved second home out here in Seattle. And we, I wanted to put some kind of a meetup together out here for people who have been here, haven't been here in a long time, or never have been here. Uh, we wanted to put together a get a get together, and. Of anyone who wanted to come out here and visit and see the sights of this beloved city, of our beloved city, my producers, like I mentioned, they're from Leavenworth, from Leavenworth, and out here in Washington. I'm a transplant out here from the from the upper northeast, and then I live for I lived for a while out in Minneapolis. So, in the general scheme of things, I know what cold is. It's not cold. It doesn't get cold here. Chilly, I will give you. It doesn't get cold here. Now, to a lot of people who who know what cold is, they will definitely say it does get cold here. But I will say it gets chilly, just not cold. So that's 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 just the way it is to me. But I've wanted to I my producers and I I have wanted to do a meetup out here. Like I said, for people who have been here, haven't been here in a while, or never been here, to show them around the city to meet up somewhere in Seattle or in near the suburbs where I live or show them around the city and take them to the places that made Seattle what it is. The legends of Seattle. There's a previous episode where I talked about the Seattle fire and the Seattle underground and the legend of how it became, what it became. There is an underground tour in Pioneer Square that is beyond fun that is just so awesome and so cool and everyone needs to experience it along with going to the top of the Space Needle and there's things that that you have to experience Elliott Bay you can't actually go on Elliott Bay but you can take the Washington State Ferries across Elliott Bay to Orcas Island and to Bainbridge Island and you can can do all that you can go to uh, Pike Place Market I almost said Pine I don't know why I said Pine well Pioneer Square. Um, and what we now call the market because we're all everyone who lives out here we all refer to it as the market because we're all familiar with it. Most people I know don't call it Pike Place anymore. It's called the market and we all know what we're referring to when we say the market. Um, the flying fish stand, they there's, they have someone who stands out by uh, out in the crowd. And one of the workers stands out in the crowd and they ask, they, you, know, they, you know, customer service. They help people out, make recommendations for seafood and stuff like that. And if someone orders or buys a fish, a whole fish, they, they shout to the people behind the counter. And then they throw they, a whole fish. They pick up a whole fish and toss it through the air to the guy behind the counter. And they've been doing this for I don't know how long. very much much longer than i than than i've lived here much more longer but it's it's a legacy if you look it up if you look it up online and look it up on youtube you can see that you can see the uh, flying fish the flying fish stand at pike place market and that is just so cool and visiting visiting the the areas of the city the the space needle like i said the pike pike place market the pioneer square the underground tour there's so many legacies and so many legends out here there's the first I, I don't mean to boil it all down to this but there's the first starbucks seattle is responsible for starbucks and there's the first starbucks across the street from i forget where in the market it is but it's across the street from the market not across a major street but across the street where everyone walks so that's the first Starbucks, and that's out here. Um, that started here. Uh, Boeing is out here. Boeing started here. Um, a lot of the major Boeing plants are out here. There's the Flight Museum, which which is down near Renton, and that's an awesome place to visit. A lot of fun. You can tour. You can tour old planes that have been decommissioned, and you can tour and see what they looked like. The old Air Force One. You can tour that and see what it looks like. It's just so so much fun, and I've wanted to take people around, and anyone who's anyone who's willing to, and anyone, and I I don't know if I actually want to completely go through with posting the idea because I don't know if anyone would be interested. And you can post it in the podcast Facebook community and let us know, let the producers and I know if anyone would be interested in visiting Seattle. And going on a going on some of these stops and going on some of these tours, and just coming around what we know, our beloved Seattle, what we know, and we would even show you the places, the places that are not on the map, the places that the main tour attractions wouldn't think to tell you, the places we know and the places we love, and we'd show you that too, and we want to see if. If that's an idea anyone would be interested in because we've tossed it around we've thought about it. We're not going to do it for we're going to do it for like the middle or the late in the summer because we don't want to interfere with any events that someone may have earlier in the summer like May and June. But we're thinking about that. Um we don't want to make it official just yet because we don't know if anyone would be interested in interested in it as well. There's also uh, also there's this other, and you can, like I said, you can mention on the podcast Facebook community whether or not you'd be interested in that, and just let us know. Um, there's also, there's also a function that we have in the way I record these these episodes that allows messages to be recorded from listeners, and we can include the messages or. I, yeah, the producers and I can include the messages into an episode. So we don't know if that's something that anyone else would be interested in doing and appearing in that way. Also, if you would like to appear as a guest where I could talk, we could talk, I can interview you, you can interview me, we can talk and just see, just have a grand old time. And you can also let me know if that's something anyone in particular would be interested in, um... There's, these are ideas that we're tossing around and ideas we're thinking about. Uh, these ideas we really want to do, but we don't want to go full bore with it. We don't want to go full forward with it because we don't know, like, how many people would jump, how many people are really interested in something like that. And a lot of people have asked me, how do I know, like... There's a a certain length to every episode. Uh, I stay within between 30, usually between 30 and 40 minutes. I usually stay within that area. And a lot of people have asked me, have written to my producers and written into the podcast and asked me, how do I know how long, how do I always get it within that time period? How do I always know that it's going to end up in that time period, that I want it to be in that time period? Well, as I'm recording, like it's doing right now, the app that I use, or the way I record the episodes, there's a timer that it's giving me this timer right now that tells me how long I've been recording for, and I can that's how I can tell that. So I'm looking at it right now, and it can tell me it's 24:04 right now. So that's that's what it's telling me. So that's how I that's another reason why I, why I know. There um, yeah, those there's a lot of things that. ...that we want to do... ...and a lot of thoughts that we want to go with... ...we just want to jump in... ...and we want to. We really want to do them... ...but we don't know how much interest, in, interest there will be... ...and... ...you can... ...we're not travel agents... ...we don't do good at things like that... Um, ...we know several travel agents... ...that we could put you in contact with... ...that would be happy to help you out... ...and I'm... ...and I'm, I'm assuming would be happy to, to, happy to help you out and get you out here. Um, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. If anyone anyone's, wants to come out here, there's a lot of things about Seattle that you don't yet know or things that most people don't yet know. And that by living out, even living out here, we don't know. That what is, what is the, I've said this before about several cities, but what is the underbelly? What is lying underneath? the city that you see every and that's not just seattle but every city has something underneath it there's another side of it another story to the history and it's really really cool it's really really awesome and i know i I have said this several times before especially in this episode i have said this several times before where the underground tour takes you through the old seattle and you you see as well as they mean They're maintained it as well as they've caned. They've been able to, but you see how how things looked back in the 19th century and the 20th in the early 20th century. You see how things looked like that back then. They try to maintain it as best as they can. It's really, really interesting. It's really cool. And there's there's now the Space Needle is quite old, very old. Um... But there's nothing, there's, just like in Vegas, there are different views up and down the Strip. The Strat Tower, the Eiffel Tower at the Paris Hotel. There's, certain things are lower in height than the other ones, but the view you're going to get from that area is unlike the view anywhere else on the Strip. Same thing out here. The view you're going to get from the Space Needle may not be as high as the view you'll get elsewhere in the city. But it's, un- but it's a view you won't see anywhere else. And you're going up, you're going up an icon. And you're, you're experiencing things that, that a lot of people have experienced before. But you're experiencing things, one, for yourself, that your eyes have, may not have ever seen or may not have seen in quite a long time. But you're experiencing things that's in a different way that's unique to you. And that's really special to you. It's it's very it's very cool and very very awesome. They're now, like like is everywhere. People out here know what a, what an icon the Space Needle is, and just like they will do it at the bottom of the the high roller in Vegas, you'll go through you'll go through a souvenir shop, and they'll try to sell you something. I mean, it's a it's a tourist trap, a tourist stop. That's what they, that's what you expect them to do and that's what they're going to do. But here they also have a Ferris wheel and it's right on the Seattle Seattle Great Wheel. It's right on Elliott Bay at Miner's Landing. I want to call it, I I'm not 100% sure of that name and that title, but I want to call it Miner's Landing. And it's right at Miner's Landing and the Seattle Great Wheel is is so awesome. Again, it's another one of the things where I just said, where it's a view thousands and thousands of people have gotten before, but it's a view your eyes might not have seen before or seen quite that way. So it's something to be experienced. It's something to see, and it's it's incredibly awesome. And every time you, I always feel like every time you go over the top of the wheel, where the wheel is co- growing around the circle, every time you come over the top. And you're cresting, cresting, that's a better word. You're cresting the top and you're coming over and you're going down. It looks, you're not, of course you're not. It it looks like you're being dunked back into Elliott Bay. Now that, that is really cool. That is really, really awesome. I enjoy the Seattle Great Wheel. What is it, one thing that is available on the Great Wheel that I would imagine is also available just maybe a different way on the high roller is that on the great wheel you can have dinner. You can have dinner in one of the cabins that circles around the wheel and you can eat dinner in there. Now I'd imagine while you're eating dinner the wheel would have to go around like three or four times. But still, <laughs> it's an interesting experience to have dinner inside the great wheel. Just like in Vegas you can you can have an open bar inside one of the cabins in in the high roller. You know, I hear that a lot. You can have an open bar. Why is that term really necessary? An open bar. Would you go somewhere that has a closed bar? I mean, if you're if you're in the, if you're in the high roller, or you're in a club, and you're and the bar is a closed bar, would anyone really walk up to it? <laughs> it's so and it's one of those things that's not like you think you hear you hear that term and you go huh no i get why you're using it but why would you use it exactly that way so just a couple of ideas that the producers and i have been tossing around and let me know what you guys think if 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 the meetup out here is something that anyone would be interested in if anyone thinks that's a cool idea let me know and let the producers know in the podcast facebook community so, yeah, just let us know. Shoot us a message in there. So, thank you all so much for listening. Stick around for a little bit more on the end here. Want to check out the best travel vlogger and videos anywhere? Go to Atlantic City, Disney, Six Flags, all along the Atlantic City boardwalk, and go to Vegas. Check out the New York channel, N U y-a-w-k on youtube you will be thoroughly impressed and thoroughly entertained you will love every second of what you're seeing go to youtube and check out n-u-y-a-w-k you'll love what you're seeing you'll enjoy every second of it check out the best cruising podcast everywhere check out fantastic cruising on youtube and your favorite podcast platform and on their facebook community check out fantastic cruising a great great adventure you will love love listening to and watching want to check out a really easy going fun loving extremely enjoyable channel on youtube check out meg's fun time you really love what you're watching and you really love what you're seeing it's incredibly entertaining and a lot of fun to watch and you'll really really love it please please check out meg's fun time